I ran into somebody in the parish this week that had this same experience that I did. I want to relate it to you again. Many years ago, I told this story. And I keep this, uh, this little toy on my desk as a reminder of something. Uh, I want to tell you about the story about the time I was on an SST. I used to work for American Airlines. And we got into all kinds of really interesting things. That job got me into places and things that I never would have done otherwise. And that's what I left when I entered the seminary. Well, one time they offered us a deal. I don't know what year this was. Probably about 1986, I think. They offered us a deal. They wanted to sell more tickets on this. I didn't work for the company that flew this, but we sold these. I worked in the, in the self booking foreign tickets at times. They said, we'll give you a, a flight for $300 on this. Now, normally, a ticket to, I don't want to make you jealous here, but a ticket to Europe cost me either $5 coach or $50 first class. <laughs> so $300 was a lot of money. Why spend an extra $250 to get there two hours early, right? I'm a little bit tight with the money. Not bad for a pastor to be a little tight with the money. But um, so in any way, uh, I had to make that decision, and uh, being on the on the on a supersonic plane was an extremely interesting experience. I, I've treasured the experience all my life. And as a memento of that, I bought this little, um, this little icon uh, thing, which I keep on my desk. And the reason is because the time I was on the SST was in Manhattan at the museum. It's, it's parked mid midtown Manhattan. I did not take that offer. But many years later, on a priest retreat, I did go and walk on the SST. It's now mothballed. And I'll tell you something, if you had a billion dollars, like, uh, oh, I don't know, let's think of somebody with a billion dollars. If anybody here has a billion dollars, please see me after Mass. <laughs> I definitely want to talk to you. But there is no amount of money that can buy you a seat on this plane. There's one other person in the parish that had this very same experience that worked in the airline industry. And I'll tell you, we regret it the rest of our lives because we didn't recognize the value of our opportunity when God offered it. And that's why I keep it on my desk, not because I regret the flight so much, although it would have been interesting. But how many other things do we miss because we don't recognize what's really happening? Yeah, there's, I have a couple of other things I keep on my desk that I've told the same similar story. We all have things that we missed that we regret. Often it's with family members. We ask ourselves, what is Christmas all about? It, it's so funny. The Christmas season in this country begins after Halloween, as we all know. And the opening bell for Christmas is Black Friday, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with shopping on Black Friday. I'm not condemning you for doing that. It just, it's just that it's, it's the beginning of what it looks like a season of greed. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're all caught up in it. We all... There's a, there's a part of the, of, the, of the beginning of Christmas that we all love very much. Uh, there's a part of it that we all intensely dislike and are so glad when the 26th comes so we can say it's all over with, right? Anybody feel like that? I do. <laughs> um, and if you miss Black Friday, there's Cyber Monday, and then there's just constant crowds and this and that. And for many... When the 26th comes, the tree goes out in the, in the garbage, the thing is over. Well, this occurred because uh, 
stores and, and, and places of business want us to buy things for our gift-giving that we do. And so naturally, they're the ones that pulled Christmas way out past Thanksgiving. Originally, Christmas was not like that. Christmas, which began in the Catholic Church, was on the 25th and then was celebrated for eight days afterward. So for us, Christmas is just beginning. And I would offer to you, if you're, unless your Christmas tree is dead, which it might be, uh, you might want to keep it in for another week at least and put a little Christmas scene under it. Because once the presents are open, that's when the real Christmas begins. Because the real present under the tree is Christ. And a lot of people don't realize it. You can, there are two Christmases in this country. You have to be careful. We all love the one that we're celebrating, you know, with the lights and the, and the presents and, and everything else. But that's one Christmas. But Christ is something completely different. They're really two, almost two separate things. And that's all right. Everybody likes a party. But Christ can get lost. And he does this on purpose. Christ is not showy. He didn't, there were no flashing lights when Christ was born. I said it's kind of funny. We have a couple of palm trees up here. We normally keep, we took them out and put the trees in. Well, Christ would have recognized the palm trees. He wouldn't have recognized the evergreens we did put in. (laughs) If we want to be authentic, we should keep the palm trees and put the evergreens in the back room. But what is Christmas to me? Am I going to miss the opportunity like I did on this seven, on this uh, SST that is no longer possible. Um, one other thing I noticed in this last week, how many of you saw the parade, the, the Christmas parade? I, I, you know, I, I, I've never been able to go before it moved to Kaiser because there was always a mass occurring. And, you know, but I, I watched it the last three years. This last year, um, I got there about a third late. I had something to do. And so I missed the Baptist float that was there. But other than that, I didn't see anything religious in it. There were two Santa Clauses, one fake one and then the real one, of course. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but um, as far as the nativity was concerned, I don't know if any of you noticed this, but being a priest, I did. Um, there was a couple of uh, horse-drawn uh, things, which the horses were very exciting to me. I always enjoyed looking at the horses. And uh, behind them, of course, were the inevitable pooper scoopers. In one case, they were prisoners. I don't know whether they were happy to get that job or not. But, uh, uh, and you know, right behind it, I was, I was with some family, and, and they, said to, they said to me, look at that, look at that ugly little car, little three-wheel car, and look how the ugly decorations. And you know what it was pulling? A tiny little nativity. A tiny little nativity. I wonder if any of you saw it. That was, like I said, I missed a third of the parade, but that was the only nativity that I saw. My first reaction was, by God, next year we are going to put, it, we are going to put this nativity in, in that parade. We've got that boss nativity. And all we need is a flatbed truck, a couple of lights, and a, and a few of us to stand in it, and there we go. Isn't it time somebody found out what this is all about? And I thought, but it's fitting because Jesus was out there. Where did Jesus get born? In a manger with, I hate to say it, but he probably needed a pooper scooper in that place. (laughs) Jesus was right at home there. He's not with the flashy bus with the lights on it. It was all very beautiful. The fire truck with the lights. I I love that stuff. It takes him so long to do that. And it's so much fun to watch. It gets you in the spirit. But Jesus is a hidden God. Um, He's 
the investment opportunity of a lifetime. And, but it's something we have to realize on our own. Christ hides himself. God hides himself. God is not going to be obvious. Sometimes he does. I have to admit, there are times when God really hits people over the head. I, I can't believe it sometimes, some of the stories I hear. But most of the time, we've got to find him. You know, our country is searching. In this, this four weeks, we search so hard for, for something valuable. And you know what it is? You know what's really valuable at Christmas? Our families. You may be with people, some of whom you only barely tolerate, or you know how it is with families. We all have a dysfunctional family. I know I did. Uh, but we love our families. Some of them have passed on. Some are with us. Some can't be here. Some of our, for some of you, your family lays in the future. It doesn't exist yet, but it will. And the ones that have died are not dead. They, those who died in the faith are with us. They are here, but they cannot talk to us. But Christmas is like a tree that points to the future. Not just up there, but right here. Our faith sees it already. Christmas is all about family. It brings family together. This is why when I worked in the airline industry, I'll tell you, I never worked so hard as those two weeks before Christmas, except being a pastor, of course, and uh, never had a Christmas off. I still don't have a Christmas off. Uh, (laughs) Service industries work on holidays. People will do almost anything to get home for Christmas. If they can't get home, it hurts. And this, is, this tells us what Christmas is really all about. With gift giving, you know as you get older, what really matters is if you get something somebody, somebody really loves. It's not what I get, it's what I get. That's what Christmas is about. And most importantly, Christmas is about being part of a family, and the family is the family of the Son of God. When you look at the nativity here, over there by our old church, uh, or anywhere around town where you see one, Christ is inviting you into his family. He said, if you have faith in me, you are my brother and my sister and my mother, your family. How close can you get? He's our family. This is our family. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph and his cousins and all the rest of them. This is our family. We're here to celebrate family, not just our families, living and dead, with us or not able to be here, but the family of God. I do think Christmas is a bit of an opportunity. Life is an investment opportunity. Life can pass us by very quickly without our realizing people searching for the wrong things. It's okay to be shopping for the four weeks of Christmas. We do that mostly because we love people. But in the midst of all of that, maybe in this next week, some of us can take a little time for the true meaning of Christmas when the hubbub dies off just a little bit. Am I really a part of the Lord's family? Do I realize he's inviting me in now? Now when we can't see how valuable it is. I can guarantee you, on the last day of our lives, the last day of the world, there's only going to be one ticket that you're going to want, and it's going to be on this plane. And you can't buy them for a billion dollars once you're gone. The ticket's for sale now, and it's cheap. But it's deceptive. We have to recognize the value of our opportunity when God offers it. Or someday it could be just like an airplane on my desk and a reminder of what could have been. Merry Christmas.